Hi there, Hi there listeners. listeners. Welcome, Welcome to, to Coherence. Coherence. <laughs> My name is Amanda DiBattista. And I'm Andrew Mark. Next stop, York University Commons. Our thanks to Niche for funding this pilot series and Nature's Past for hosting us. Each episode will showcase thoughts from the York University Faculty of Environmental Studies describing the intersection of culture and environment. Hey, Coherence listeners, it's been a while. I know you've been eagerly awaiting the next episode of Coherence, and we've got something really special planned. We've teamed up with the Editorial Collective of Undercurrents, a critical journal of environmental studies run by graduate students in the Faculty of Environmental Studies at York University, to bring you a discussion about queer ecologies. Undercurrents has just produced its 19th issue, titled From Queer Natures to Queer Ecologies, which both celebrates the 20th anniversary of the groundbreaking 1994 issue of Undercurrents called Queer Natures, and explores the present and future of queer ecological scholarship. We sat down with three prominent scholars in queer ecologies, Kate Sandilands, Gordon Brent Ingram, and Peter Hobbs, to get their take on the field. We asked Kate, Brent, and Peter to tell us what queer ecologies means to them now, and what ideas have persisted for them since the publication of the 1994 Undercurrents issue. We'll feature the full conversation through the Coherence iTunes feed on our website, which is available through niche-canada.org. We'll also have the episode on the Undercurrents website, which is www.yorku.ca backslash currents. And there, you'll also find the complete Undercurrents archive, which is super awesome. In the meantime, here's just a small taste of what you'll hear in the episode. Enjoy. This is the Queer Ecologies Roundtable, which is happening in conjunction with the launch of Volume 19 of Undercurrents, which is called From Queer Nature to Queer Ecologies, Celebrating 20 Years of Scholarship and Creativity. This notion of persistence is an ideal way to sort of launch the first question. Simply, what is queer ecologies for you here and now? From the standpoint of uh, research methods, that 1994 queer nature moment was quite promising in bringing in uh, sexuality into environmental studies. Uh, But the research that has followed has been less creative with uh, many uh, interdisciplinary approaches and methods still underutilized. Okay, so forgive me if I'm a little adversarial there. Um, what I have, what I might might argue um, is the point that that came up in the in the queer nature issue that we that that perhaps hasn't been returned to in quite so robust a manner is the relationship between that sort of ontological epistemological querying and on the ground political activism, um, and that that, that I, that's if I see a gap that that's kind of what it looks like for me. Hmm. Um, at least in the name of queer ecology. I think queer, queer ecology is naming an increasingly diverse set of, of, of scholarly practices and creative practices, but I'm not quite sure how it is m- being manifest in, uh, in activism. I guess queer theory had to end. Uh, it couldn't continue uh, troubling theory where queer ecologies can continue. And, and I see the uh, similarities in, in um, the stuff that, that is taken up in this issue that is still being taken up uh, today. So I was quite impressed when I went, went back and looked. 
Okay. One of the places where I, I do realize that I'm, I'm still quite committed to this a very similar understanding of queer is is understanding queer uh, as a uh, as a, a mode of politicized estrangement of the familiar. But ecology as a science, uh, as we've known it, is is up for uh, reconsideration, and it's. Um, it's not necessarily undermined, but it's, uh, it's broadened. And I think we've all been doing that. On one level, we're, we're trying to shore up the importance of ecology and environmental studies. At the same time, especially with the, the queer work, we're, um, we're calling some of the early, earlier assumptions, such as reprocentricity and and heteronormativity into, into direct uh, question. We're, we're demolishing part of uh, modern uh, science and ecological science, and we're trying to find a substitute. There are ways in which we can now look at, uh, at life um, in, 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 in much queerer ways, and that queering is coming from the humanities, the arts, the social sciences, and I would argue it's, it's, it's appearing in the sciences as well. Science has always been interested uh -huh. in, in uh, an experimentation and, and wonderment. It should thrive on, uh, on uh, experimentation. That's what science is supposed to do. Like when, it, uh, uh, when it productively mangles and entangles. And the, the idea that if everything's queer, then nothing is queer. Um, I understand that, um, and you know, uh, uh, it's, this is sort of a, um, a minor, a minor difference, if, if, if it is a difference, because I think we, you know, pretty much are the same person. Okay, I'm totally ready. Ready? critical journal of or a journal of critical environmental studies i think it's a journal of critical environmental studies okay ready for it here it comes undercurrents has just pro just produced ugh. i feel like i've been done this for a long time and it feels super weird also feels super weird in my basement by myself kind of creepy actually okay one more time from the top there you'll also find all of the archive for undercurrents which is <coughs> Squalors in queer qualities. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll just stand there. That's it. End of thought.